0: Hello everyone, it's Barry Gibraj here from the NHS Specialist Pharmacy Service and thank you so much for joining another SPS podcast about the roles of pharmacy technicians. Um, The title of our series is Pharmacy Technician Coffee Break Conversations and I'm joined by Jenny Smith. Um, Jenny is a Primary Care Network Pharmacy Technician, I think it's SW Healthcare, it's sort of the Great Whitley Surgery, is that right Jenny, have I got that right?
1: SW Healthcare covers, I think, Worcestershire and uh, quite a quite a big area. But um I'm part of Droitwich and Ombersley PCN and my surgeries
0: are Great Whitley and Nightwick. Fantastic. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it, to sort of say in uh, one yeah. go? But, but, but Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. And I think we've got Charlie the dog in the background, so Charlie might make an appearance, which is delightful. We just sort of before this, had a little look at Charlie, so he he may not may may or may not make an appearance. Um, but Jenny, we've just got a few minutes here, further to the uh, SPS Pharmacy Technician webinar. I don't know if you remember, but the chat was bonkers about it the different roles of pharmacy technicians. Um, and there's lots of things we want to ask you about with statins and blood pressures and things like that. But I wonder before then, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your career today? date?
1: Yeah, sure. So um I've worked in healthcare for about 20 years. That makes me feel really old. Um, been a qualified pharmacy technician for the last three years. So qualified yeah. with boots. Um, yeah. and then um February 2021, an opportunity came up to become a pharmacy technician in primary care for me. So I applied and thought, what a great, you know, career progression opportunity. And during uh, the pandemic. During the pandemic. So that was a, a baptism of fire, definitely.
0: Wow. Well, you must yeah. have had to learn fast.
1: Yeah, but everyone was really lovely and just made my transition really easy. So uh, yeah. definitely feel yeah. like I've made the right choice.
0: And I mean, what, we're, we're going to sort of zero in in a couple of specific roles that you do. But just broadly in your PCN role, what what, what are your day to day duties?
1: Um, So I do a lot of doc man, so discharge letters. I get a lot of blood pressures sent to me. So averaging those um dealing with any medication queries um what sort of thing tasks i get um sent to me um mhra alerts and um, drug monitoring so i make sure everyone's coming for their bloods for drug monitoring so i spend a lot of time doing that as well so yeah and Yeah. yeah
0: and how do you and the pharmacists sort of complement each other
1: um, I work quite closely with my pharmacist at Nightwick. Um, she's yeah. uh, my clinical supervisor as well. So I sort of shadow her. I share a room with her, which is really lovely because I get to see what she does. And then she can go, oh, Jen, can you help me with this? And yes, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really nice.
0: Yeah. And Jen, we were so intrigued. You put your name in the chat box about the sorts of things you were doing specifically. Tell us a little bit more about the uh, the things that you're doing and how that came about.
1: yeah so the most exciting thing i've been doing recently is having um consultations with patients about statin conversations so um so the clinicians will send me a task to say this person's lipids have gone out of range or their Q risks come back high um can you book them in so i send them a text or task (laughs) them to reception to say book in with me Um, and then i just go through lifestyle advice with them um check if they want to have a statin or not if they've got any mm. preconceptions about it um and then just generally go from there and if they want, want one i say brilliant you know send that to the clinician sign off um yes. or i'll just say well if you're happy with the dietary advice give that a go for six to twelve yeah. months and then we can <laughs> recheck your lipids and, yeah. and see how you're getting on and see how those changes of if if any if they've changed made made any changes
0: Mm. And, and that's really interesting, Jenny. And, and, you know, traditionally those roles when it started off you know, with, with the GP and then pharmacists came involved. How did it become a tech's role to take, take that sort of clinic on?
1: Um, so my pharmacist was getting quite a few um, statins sent to her um, and mm. I'd spent so much time shadowing her that she said, is this something you'd like to do I feel like a technician could could really do this mm-hmm. um, and you've heard me counsel the patients so many times so mm-hmm. would you be happy doing it and I said Yeah, that's let's do it it uh. takes some work away from the clinicians the GPs uh. and the pharmacists and uh. I feel we can give a really good sort of holistic approach with the dietary advice and everything we've got that more time to spend with them uh.
0: It's interesting, you're just listening to what you've used the word clinician a couple of times. Is that a term that you would apply to yourself? Um, Sort of a half and half. I
1: I sort of think I am a little bit making my way into the clinician status, but
0: yeah. Why, why, why is that? What, what, what's behind your, your thinking on that? I suppose it's
1: the whole thing where we can't prescribe, um, mm. but we can do everything else, and it's just building up my confidence in
0: in all departments
1: mm. so that I can make an impact. So, yeah.
0: And in terms of sort of you know your scope of practice and your limitations and where you might refer back, so any clinician needs to know their scope and their limitations. I just yeah. wondered if you could say a little bit about that, maybe some examples of where you've 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 felt that you needed to refer?
1: Um, Yeah so if the patient's got any questions that I can't answer um, Mm. I had a I had a patient the other day to um, ask me why that we do the statin blood test so Mm. why we check the liver function and I'm like I know we do it at three months and then at 12 months but I don't actually know why so then I had to ask my pharmacist (laughs) and say you know what's the reasoning behind this.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Oh that's really really good and were there any butterflies in the tummy when you were asked to take that on or because I'm just I suppose what's behind my question is thinking about perhaps a junior technician who might be thinking whoa how on earth would I make a start on that what's your story I
1: think it's just building up your confidence in it and um, like I say I heard my pharmacist have these conversations day in day out so I heard all her spiel that she that she sort of advises them and I thought actually yeah I think that that is something I can do and Mm -hmm. I'll just start with you know I've, I've got 10 patients booked in for my clinic, so one mm-hmm. after the other. And as you go through them, you just build up more of a, more of a confidence mm-hmm. in the subject. So,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, one of the questions that, you know, I've, we've sort of planned for is the unique knowledge and skills that you bring as a pharmacy technician. And I'm kind of intuitively thinking you don't just want to be taking workload off other people. There's yeah. got to be more to it than that in terms of what it is that you bring. Um, as a pharmacy technician i just wonder if you've got any perspectives on that
1: I think we're quite good at sort of looking at the patient as a whole because I think we've got that that time to spend with them and we don't necessarily have a full clinic booked in where we've literally got to be you know on the ball right in Mm. and out so I think we've got a bit more of a sort of an approachable Time to spend with these patients. Mm. And I've had patients come back that didn't want a statin to begin with. And then yeah. they've gone, actually, okay, I've heard what you've said. And yeah, okay. Let's do it. So, yeah, it's, it's been really successful.
0: yeah Can I pick up on that, Jenny? Because it just strikes me, you know, there's a lot that healthcare literature talks about how the relationship between a patient and the professional is so important for how the patient feels about their health care do you feel what you've just said there about um you know they've thought about it and I've heard what you said that that relationship that time that you describe has been important
1: I think so yeah I think I think it's really important I think the patients feel like we've got more time to spend with them Mm -hmm. and they feel like we're hearing their concerns so if for example they didn't want a statin i go oh that's absolutely fine you know it's your choice we're not here to say yeah. you have to have it it's just something that we've got on offer and yeah. it depends on how risk averse you are so yeah. and it, it does generate that rapport rather than the old-fashioned gps going you must take this you've got to yeah. do this yeah. it just gives them that time to say what they want to say and, and get yeah. out of it what they want to
0: absolutely well it sounds like shared decisions making and person-centered care and I can't see this but you're nodding furiously (laughs) at that so so that's really important as well and Jenny getting towards the end of our time together and that's been enormously helpful is there anything else that you're up to that uh, would be good for our listeners to hear about
1: yeah, so I've been doing a lot with blood pressures as well. Yeah. So I'm the blood pressure lady at uh, at both of my surgeries. So um, yes. I get sent all the um, blood pressure readings, so home blood pressure readings from patients. Yes. And from that, I work out the average, and then mm. I either say, "Yeah, it's fine," you know, keep doing what you're doing, or, mm. "Oh no, it's a little bit high. Can we book you in with the clinician?" Mm-hmm. um and that's helped with all our contract work as well so um things like the IIF bringing people in and making sure that they're not um not being diagnosed as being hypertensive when they need to be mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh one of my key roles as well
0: mm-hmm. do you feel valued and part of the team sorry that is a closed question but would love an honest answer
1: <laughs> no definitely I do yeah um yeah. I feel like anyone comes to me you know with with all sorts of different queries and yeah they know that uh that I'm there mm. to help
0: mm. and something that I am curious about is you know a couple of these things you know the statins and the blood pressure you've been asked to do these things are there things that you have got your eye on that you think do you know what I could do that
1: um yeah I think um I'm starting to get a bit more involved with the direct oral anticoagulants as well so yes. um I quite sort of I feel like I'm quite um know responsible for those patients and making sure that they're up to date with their reviews Hmm. and so that's something i'm kind of getting into at the moment what exactly
0: do you do with the
1: i look at that so i've got like um i made a spreadsheet for um all the patients on doax and then i've put their uh, monitoring intervals on them so they're all sort of risk stratified and then i invite them in for blood tests and then make (laughs) sure that they've come in and then check that they're, they've had their weight, their uh, creatinine clearance, and then if mm. their do- dose needs changing or not. Mm. And then I let the clinician know if I think there's a there's a change mm. that needs to be made. So
0: yeah. Mm. Are, you, are you taking the bloods?
1: I'm not, no, I'm not a phlebotomist. No.
0: <clears throat> no, 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 that's no. fine. Because I think we're doing another um, podcast where we've got a pharmacy technician who is, who's doing some phlebotomy. So uh, that'll be, yeah. uh, have a listen to that one. Yeah, that definitely. So, um, so yeah. Jenny, you um, have given us a lot of your time. We must let you go soon. But was there anything else that you'd prepared to say that you'd, you'd really like to say to, you know, your technician colleagues who are listening in today?
1: Just um, enjoy it. Learn what you can when you can and just get involved with as much as you feel comfortable with. It's yeah. just a brilliant job. And I feel like in the future we could be prescribing like pharmacists were, you know, 10 years ago. I feel yeah. like we'd make an impact. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Jenny, it's been inspirational listening to you. It sort of brings echoes of the sorts of things I used to do in a hospital environment, and, and here you are making a real difference and being a part of the team. So thank you, Jenny, for that. Um, thank you. I really hope that that's been a, a good listen for those of you who are hearing this podcast today from the NHS Specialist Pharmacy Service. Um, if you'd like to hear more, please follow us at soundcloud.com forward slash NHS underscore sps if you've not done so already please do register on our website sps.nhs.uk for regular updates about our events and resources so thank you so much for listening and now goodbye